first off, I am 35 years old. I am divorced, and I live in a van down by the river. What's up, folks? Welcome back to the Millennial Manchild Podcast. And as always, I'm your host, Miles Casey. I hope you're doing well. I hope this episode finds you in good spirits. You're having a good week, kicking ass like usual. Uh, yeah. As always, don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, and share the podcast with all your friends. It is much appreciated. Don't forget to follow me on social media at MilesCasey06 on Twitter and or on Instagram and MKC06 on Twitter. Yeah, but let's just get into it, you know? Let's get your weekly dose of the Manchild podcast out of the way. Let's just dive into it. Uh, this week, I do have a very special guest, and we talk about van life. Living in a van, van camping, uh, whatever you want to call it. We, we get into it today. Me and my buddy Jason, we, he came over and sat down with me. We had a nice chat about the ins and outs of van life, about him plotting to upgrade the van, about his philosophies on life and society, uh, and just a good chat overall. It's like, it's like one of these things I, I feel the more I do it, the more I enjoy it. Like sitting down, having a long-form conversation with somebody who I don't particularly know that well, right? Like we've had a few conversations at open mics. I've seen him perform some of his jokes about living in a van. And that's kind of when I became interested. Like, oh, this would be a very fascinating topic to dive a little deeper into. And that's what we did today. And I hope you enjoy it. I think you will. Uh, It was fun for me, at least. Yeah, and apologies up front. I know the sound isn't great. I think it's kind of hard to hear Jason at times. Uh, It's just unfortunate. Like, I don't have a mic for each of us. We We can't really, like, get it up close and personal. So if they're not maybe projecting as well, or I don't put the mic in the right spot, or not the mic, but the recorder in the right spot, it kind of, you know, it doesn't always work out the best. So apologies for the audio. I would love to deliver a better product, but... This is what I'm doing, and it's the best I can do for now, so thanks for bearing with me, folks. Uh, But yeah, besides that, uh, a few things I wanted to get into before we get into the episode. I I, I feel like I'm in on like a little secret or something. I don't know. Maybe everybody has known this, and it's just me figuring it out late. But how fucking awesome are naps? I've been taking a lot more naps lately, more out of necessity than anything, because I'm not getting enough sleep waking up before... The sun is up. Sometimes getting off work when the sun is down. You gotta sneak in naps when you can. And I have recently become the nap king. I'm like a nap connoisseur, a nap sommelier, whatever you want to call it. Sneaking in 15 minute naps, 30 minute naps, maybe even like today, I was able to sneak in, sneak in like an hour and a half nap. Oh, beautiful, a thing of beauty. And it's important, right? I'm just trying to stay rested, trying to take care of myself. Like I said. It's been a common theme on here. I am fucking busy. We all are busy. We're all trying to do a million things every day. That's just what life is anymore, it seems like. So, yeah, I got to sneak these naps in, and they've been helping a lot. I mean, I apologize if I sound a little groggy or whatever right now because I'm actually coming fresh off of a nap. I had to get one in. It's, it's like my new favorite thing. It keeps me going, keeps me in a good mood, keeps my body feeling a little more rested than without those naps. All of that. So I guess what I'm saying is like, don't be afraid to take a little nap. Close your eyes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes. Just make sure you set that alarm. Don't forget, that's a crucial uh, crucial part. Because I have definitely forgot a few times, and that is not as good. 
you got to control those naps. You got to control them. Otherwise, it turns into sleep. Not the same thing, folks. Not the same thing. But yeah, besides that, that's been going well. Nap King, we out here. Uh, fingernail biting has been going solid. I did have a small relapse. I took out a thumbnail a while back. I don't know if it's because of stress or anxiety or what it was, but I, before I knew it, I was like halfway through the biting and I was like, no, what am I doing? Stop. But besides that, going strong. And I have to say, I'm pretty proud of myself. It's like a 27 year habit. We're breaking it slowly, but surely we're beating it. And that's what it's all about, you know? Just slowly improving, slowly getting better, molding your life into what you want it to be. And that's what I think I'm doing, right? Not letting the past dictate my future, all of that fun stuff. So yeah, we out here. We still we still doing it. That's what I like. But yeah, last thing before we get into the podcast today, just wanted to give a quick shout out to France for winning the World Cup. Uh, I didn't get to watch it. I heard they were clubbing people over the head with stale baguettes. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know what happened, but apparently they won. Four to two. Unfortunately, I was working at Starbucks and didn't get to watch the game, which is a bummer to me. I was, you know, I was really excited about the World Cup. I was. This is probably the most exciting World Cup yet for me. And uh, right as I was really becoming, you know, peak soccer fandom and really getting into soccer, it's like boop, and it's gone. And now I'm not going to really care about soccer anymore, which is unfortunate. I just don't really have a lot of room for another sport to start cramming that information in my brain. I just, you know, it's not there. Uh, I don't have the time, I don't have the room, and I don't have the will as well, I think, as part of it. But it sucks that the World Cup is gone. I feel like we hardly knew ye World Cup. Come back. Uh, Knockable 2022, so long, so long. So I guess I will start caring about soccer again around then. But yeah, just wanted to give a quick shout out to France. Congratulations. They won. Good for them. But yeah, I guess we'll just get into it, folks. Thanks for listening to me ramble. And yeah, I hope you enjoy this conversation I had with my buddy Jason Foster. It was fun. Enjoy. Do I push myself until I can't relax? Do I smoke so much my lungs just might collapse? Do I back away before I get attached? Yeah, I'm always doing that. Drinking every night because I love it And I'm wearing off-white because I love it And I'm spending all the money in the budget Who easy does it? Oh yeah, oh yeah I've been drinking every night because I love it And I'm wearing off-white because I love it And I'm spending all the money in the budget Who easy does it? back to the podcast. I have a very special guest with me here today, Jason Flaster. Is that right? Hi, that's me. Yep. Nice, Jason. Glad to have you here. I've uh, been wanting to chat with you for a little bit. We met, we're both comics, obviously. Met through some open mics, kind of chatted a few times, and Jason has a really interesting living situation, so I just wanted to bring him on the podcast and talk to him about it for a little bit. But uh, welcome, Jason. How you been? 
Hey, I've been well, man. My house is right outside. I know. That's uh, crazy. I'm happy you could sneak away from uh, your home real quick to come hang out in mine and do this podcast. <laughs> Honestly, I scoped out a spot on the hill. I don't know what it's overlooking. There's another van camper ne- there now. But uh-huh. I want to... Uh, I don't know. That's a good, it's a good place to live, you know? And there's, like, lots of great park spots. So Yeah, definitely. Ocean Beach. As you see a decent... So, I guess I should mention before we get too much into this that Jason actually lives out of his van. And I'm curious to... Well, actually, before we go into the van, let's give a little background on you. I'm curious, like, where are you from? Because I don't really know too much about you myself, honestly. Oh, cool. Okay. I grew up in New York. Like, I'm from there. Like, like New York, New York? Or, like, upper... Like, I'm just curious. Like, 45 minutes from Penn Station by train. Okay. In, like, a regular middle-class neighborhood, middle-class family, just, like... And uh, I really don't like the middle class now, because it's, it's so boring. I became poor on purpose. But <laughs> it's, like... So, I'm from New York... And then, yeah, I came out here. I went to school, too, like a four-year degree. Where at? Uh, Plattsburgh, New York, like okay. Adirondacks. It's like maybe... And what'd you get your major in? Oh, it was interdisciplinary in the way of, like, I made my own degree program, which really what I studied is, like, how do you make a thing work for you, you know? But now I have to do it in, like, the real world. But <laughs> So I took, like, a lot of different courses that culminated into, like, a filmmaking, storytelling, expedition-style leadership uh, track. But I, you know, because that's what you want to do. You want to do film editing, storytelling, all of that kind of combined into one eventually. Is, yeah, if yeah. I understand that correctly, right? Yeah, and like I, dude, I thought the van surfing, climbing thing. I thought I was that guy. But the thing is, tons of other people with outside money who don't have to endure the the real struggles. Yeah, yeah, they get to glamorize and and like offer like pornographic style depictions of the of van this. camping lifestyle. Yeah, what you're saying, right? Yeah. And then, dude, I couldn't compete with them. I knew that I could never compete with them, but I knew that I had something that was authentic and some kind of thing that I could do. And then I found stand up. And I'm just, you oh, know, so you so that's another question. I guess we should ask real quick, real quick. Um, how, how long have you been doing stand-up? And was this something that you kind of just like, you, you sound, almost sounds like you kind of just stumbled into it. Like, oh, I can st- tell stories here. I can tell my story here. Yeah, it's like I fell into a river. Yeah, know? yeah. And I couldn't get out. <laughs> now, yeah, <laughs> now you're drowning. Now. Yeah. Swimming along, yeah. Yeah, I uh, I guess, okay, so I came out of California because of surfing. You know, I wanted Interesting. to surf. So when did you come out to Cali? Like five years ago. So you've been out here for five years? How old oh, are you now? I'm 27. 27? Nice, I'm also 27. Oh, cool, cool. And here's the thing, dude. I got stuck in Malibu for like three years just Man. surfing. So you like were the, living it. You were living the beach bum lifestyle. Yeah, and then the thing is, dude, like, and like we can get more into that too, but like mm-hmm. the comedy, so I started at Madhouse and then one time, and then I went, you know, back up to Malibu Surfland. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and what was happening is every night that I was doing comedy, which was just maybe once or twice a week, like mm-hmm. I would be driving back to Malibu. And then I was uh, as I was going more, like, because the thing is, I couldn't see myself living anywhere else. But Malibu. Yeah. Mm. And then eventually, eventually, like, I got more serious about stand-up. And that's what, like, dude, that's what brought me to San Diego because the city's more concentrated. So there's a lesser cost for driving around. Yeah. And there's lesser amount of people going up. So there's more opportunity. Whereas, like, dude, I was paying money to raffle as to whether to get I was lucky. Up. Yeah. Wow. And driving that van, like, damn, bro. Like, Use a lot of gas. That and your body, the way it absorbs the road, it's just like, you're like, well, am I driving or am I getting beat up by my car? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, that's interesting. So it's, it definitely has, uh, well, I guess we'll, I'm trying to decide if we want to get into the van stuff now or if I want to talk to you. So 
Well, I guess we'll, we'll step back a little bit more because when did you decide you're like, because it sounds like you made a decision like, oh, I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to live in the van. I'm going to do this thing. I might try and see if I can make this happen. Yeah. But when did you kind of make that decision? Was that like right after you graduated college? Or? Yeah, yeah. So and you kind of have is, planning it out throughout college even maybe or no? Well, dude, and I've been thinking about this too because like the, the bottom line is that even with my degree program, you know what I mean? Like I graduated at the top of the bottom of my class because no one did what I did. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's not worse. It's not better. It's just different. But the problem with different is that it doesn't fit into anything, so you have to make a thing to fit into. And it's like, dude, you're talking to a guy who just has not made his thing yet. Yeah. Because well, it's like I park beside all the people who do fit into that. Or maybe maybe they don't, and they just are, are living like that. But it's like, dude, uh, the bottom line is that it's never really something I was like, I'm going to do that. It's mm-hmm. more like something like I never saw a thing that I fit into and therefore knew so you kind of have like a genuine like outsider's perspective almost. Like you kind of feel like you're almost on like the outskirts of this one thing. Like you're yeah. living on your own. And I don't you're even doing your own be, thing. Dude. It's just that the way that it is, like, yeah. it doesn't make sense. You haven't fit it. the like. There isn't a mold for like this is where Jason should be. Yeah. You haven't found it yet. And you're literally out there, more or less, trying to create that for yourself. It sounds like. Yeah, and it's like you know the thing is it's not, dude. I don't like the van or or anything like i mean like mm-hmm. i say i want a plane and a boat and that's true and it's it's part of it because it's like dude i like you know having this is my thing i know yeah. everything it does like an apartment ooh, scary what's behind the walls we don't know what if the light <laughs> doesn't turn on i can't be here you yeah know? yeah so there's there's like it doesn't fulfill my neuroses but, uh-huh. but then also like my amount of money for labor hour is not enough to cause me to you know to to settle to give all that away. Yeah, it then sucks. It's just time we're talking. Yeah, because like I have to give away a lot of time just to live in this place. This That's is it, good you know? though. This is it this is. is a good location. Thank you. I I got very lucky. I stumbled upon this more or less. Like my buddy moved out here and was like, "Hey, come with me," and then I showed up. <laughs> yeah, this seems really good. You can here's how I tell. You can tell by the crispness of the air and the type of trees mm-hmm. and how like few people are occupying the parking spots. Yep. Like that's, I mean, and other things like how much does the propane cost and how much does the water machine cost in a neighborhood give you a really good, good idea of what that. you're dealing with there. Yeah. Yeah. It's just nice, man. I love Ocean Beach for sure. And so I wanted to get a little bit more into like kind of some of the ups and downs of the van camping because I imagine it has to be at times pretty lonely. It has to at times be pretty like, man, what? because I even have like moments when I, because you're doing comedy as well trying to make your way in this thing like nobody knows what the fuck we're doing like i'm doing a podcast i try to do stand-up you know it's like that's what i want to do but i don't know what i'm doing or how i'm ever going to get there right so at times do you have those like moments of like man what the fuck am i doing i'm living in a van like how do i yeah does that happen to you it's mostly one big down you know it's like really yeah well because the thing is like i think of it like dude People say, like, how do you live like that? It's like, yeah. well, I mean, who said anything about living? I'm out here dying in style, you know? I'm out here dying in like, that's, style. Like, and that's what I'm doing. And it's just like, I don't know, with surfing, too, you're falling in style. You know, gravity yeah, yeah. pulling you down the line. Like, you're getting older. You're getting farther. You're, there's less wave. Like, so I always think of it like, nah, I don't always think of it. That's the thing. Sometimes I just do it. And that's the thing is that mm. I've had a bunch of different jobs. Like, right now, I have some temp jobs, and, oh, dude, yeah, I love it, because I'm there one day, I'm gone the next, and that's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> uh, you don't let anything really tie you down. You don't like to necessarily be tied down to one thing, then, it sounds dude, like, right? I would love to be tied down to really? something if it had significant mm. value to me. It's just that 
I feel like I guess like when I work a regular job, even the temp stuff I do, and I come out of the job, there's like everything looks less vibrant. Like things look and feel like not even good, but extreme. Like to me, and yeah. I think a part of that is because I don't give that time away. There's like some kind of like pent up something that like. But then when I do with work, it's like. I can't tap into that. That thing's gone. Like, what mm-hmm. was even that thing? And, like, movies, dude, I would love to be on a long set. You know, the last thing I worked that I felt good about was a BattleBots production. Really? I was, like, a production assistant for the casting department. And that was cool because, like, these were a bunch of engineers. These are people mm-hmm. that are working towards something. And I'm responsible for, uh, you know, keeping them looking and sounding the best. Yeah, yeah. And it was fun. And then I went back to my house, dude, at lunchtime, you know? And then there were the <laughs> other, dude, the actors that were in their trailers. And I'm like, yeah, you're in your trailer, dog, I mean, but watch out, bro. Like, I'm coming. I'm coming That's up. hilarious. <laughs> that's awesome. So, so you have done some little things like that where you've like been able to get into like some editing or like a production role kind of. Yeah, and... yeah. Mostly production work. Uh-huh. And, and I, dude, I like that because you, cause you're working as a team, dude. And even, you know, I think as the lowest person while working on a team um the things that you learn are different than the middle or the highest person so it's not to be like undervalued but more like you won't always be here yeah and but you, take it in and enjoy yeah. the process a little bit as well yeah. too right yeah because anybody asks you anything all the time doing production assistant work yeah that's interesting so and and so have you started kind of started have you do you have like your own YouTube channel? Do you do anything like have you done you said you were doing some editing before we met up today, so I'm assuming you're kind of are tinkering with ideas or starting to do your own thing a little bit. Is that the case? Yeah, or do you, you yeah. don't have the equipment? Like no, I don't know. No, it's expensive. I do. I yeah. do. There's a there's a couple different things. What I've just decided now is that I think at the end of the summer I'm gonna cruise back up to uh the wharf hall of Malibu and just go in and, and edit and surf and work. I've been filming a lot of my sets and what I want to do because a lot of my jokes you know, some of them are not funny, some of them are funny some of them are not even jokes either way, mm-hmm. there's limitations on what people envision as to what I'm actually talking about and there's a couple jokes where having narrative based material rooted in truth to follow the joke in the life of style video Ooh. would be really uh, entertaining. So I'm trying to, but like a I comedy wanna... docu series about yeah. what you've been doing almost exactly. in a way, right? Exactly. And I want to make it like the most kind of like free form, loose work for me. Yeah, but yeah. But at the same time, like not have it come off as just some slop shop that you, yeah. Yeah, but that's the thing. If you do something authentic, like simple is people like simple. Yeah. Like, minimalism is like obviously huge right now i feel like and you kind of in a way encompass all that lifestyle whether you want to or not whether you want to or not you definitely (laughs) are encompassing that like minimalist lifestyle you know what i mean because living out of a van it has to be tough you know you don't always get the the place to shower or go to the bathroom and it has to like do you use like a hot plate to cook meals and stuff you said you were brewing coffee like how do you do these little things oh so i have a coleman two burner and a nice. skillet that's mounted on one of them because the way that it retains heat and for how long it takes to uh, heat up is so long that it just needs to be like stagnant in one spot. Uh-huh. I have a sink 
That's a foot pressurized sink, dude. I have a small washer and dryer. Pump, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can wash and dry my clothing. Okay. Uh, well, spinner. Yeah, like yeah. Similar to what would be at a gym for a swimsuit in a pool. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I got um, the next thing I'm gonna do is make a bed that folds. I have a TV, dude. I'll be like oh, watching shit. Do you TV. Really? Yeah, man. That's why I always think like if I had a situation like this, dude, I would live in my van in front of the house and rent out the house on Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> make money that way and just be yeah. able to watch over it. That's hilarious. And then, dude, the people would be, like, concerned about the van, and they'd be calling you about the van, and you'd be like, oh, you know, it's probably no one, you know, it's probably, uh, <laughs> listen, and then you're the one that's in the van. That's hilarious. So, even, dude, even that, like, I just thought of that, that's kind of like a clash between two different jokes I have, but visually, that's like a story. That that, that uh, <laughs> intentional yeah. misunderstanding kind you're of like the landlord who lives right outside yeah, but dude. in the van that's yeah. hilarious and you're hiding in plain sight you yeah know? yeah do you so another I, I, I am honestly I know the van has to be tough for you at times and but I am fascinated by the van and like the lifestyle like do you get people do people ever fuck with you like I imagine like if they find dude, out you're in there hardly ever really that's amazing like, I, that surprises like, me like for some sometimes reason. I here's the thing like one time at a supermarket parking lot at night I had smoked so much pot and exhaled so much pot <laughs> inside the van because because for so long for so many uh, nights or whatever nothing has happened no one knocks what do you mean I'm supposed to be here it's fine don't you know who I am oh, you don't know who I am well good then leave good goodbye yeah. you know and so like after a while you normalize it and it's like this is not a risk but bang 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 goes the police knocks and he says like you can't sleep here, right? And then I came up with like a good joke, like from that. It's like, uh, you know, judging by the fact we're having this conversation, I'm awake, officer. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm awake. Not, I'm not breaking any laws. Uh huh. But this time I couldn't say anything because I had exhaled so much pot that if he wanted me to open the door, he just would have been like offended. That it just all would have just come out. And, <laughs> like you know, a cloud of, like, yeah, Cheech and Chong, like the movie, exactly, basically. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I had to choose between, like, do I want to be dishonest by omission and not answer? Mm-hmm. Or do I want to be honest and face those consequences? Oof. And from there, I wish I could say, I really straightened my life out. I really decided <laughs> that. it. I just said, <laughs> you know. And then, because so the here's the thing, <laughs> I was going to drive off, right? Because he pretended to leave. Uh-huh. But then I saw, it's like, uh-uh-uh. He just turned his lights off and was outside and waiting for me to make my move. Oh, shit. And here's the thing. This is because, dude, at this supermarket, everybody was sleeping at this market. They changed the, um, this is in Malibu we're talking, dude. They changed the parking regulation on the street, so everyone moved into the supermarket. Oh, parking shit. Lot. And for a long time, it was fine. Uh-huh. It, was, it was going down. It was Almost, dude, there's a dog who's barking in RVs. Then this lady worked at the market, and then she slept in the market, and her dogs were... It's like, what is this, dude? Homeless people coming down off the hill. And then meanwhile, your friends are like, wow, man, I can't believe you're really out there in Malibu. It's like, bro, you have no idea. You have no idea. It's not what you think. (laughs) Because, Because then meanwhile, there is all that wealth. But, okay, so then I decided San Diego ultimately because it's a little bit easier for parking. Malibu is cracking down. And like I'll go up there, dude, in the summer when there's so many people that and it's I'm ridiculous. the least of their worries. Exactly. Oh, okay, gotcha. Because it's almost it's, it's not a little that, wild at times. Yeah, yeah. It's not even that that's what they want you to do, but it's that's what the most respectful thing to do is because. And this is what I realized, dude. Mainly, I think those people who would 
complain or not want that around their house, understand that they're going to get most of their solitude in the winter. So mm. if you can tread as light as you can in the winter, that'd be in the best interest. Gotcha. Like, to be received well. But that's the problem I have now. Is, dude, now I'm treading so light all the time. Like, still authentic, but at the same time, like, like I didn't even park in front of your house, dude. I park in front of someone else's house. You really? Know? Yeah, I yeah. do all those things on purpose because it's like, I don't know what this person or those people do or don't think. So, like, it's just, I don't know. Gotcha. It has its, that's that's the thing that has its drawbacks. It's not physically hard. Oh, wait, yeah, it is, dude. I'm always so hot. Uh, actually, so, so I don't it, even know why I do it. <laughs> so it has, yeah. well, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting because I feel like that's a question I would be asking myself a lot. Like, because I ask myself that with comedy all the time. What are, like, and that's just, like, a situation, like, you know, because you probably could get a job, maybe not be the job you want, and it might be a little soul Like, <clears throat> I must admit, I don't like being a fry cook. I don't like doing the Starbucks thing that much. You know, the people I work with are cool, but getting up at fucking 4.45 in the morning isn't fun for anybody, I don't think, oh, you know, unless you're like yeah. a Marine. But I do it because I'm like, you know what? I want to live in this place. I do enjoy that. And it does provide me a little bit of comfort. But at the end of the day, I don't know if it's just like, you know, I don't know. I, I that's why I was fascinated by the van by by the choice because it just seems like something I don't know if I could do. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's not that bad. Well, here's the other thing that's kind of you know I've only been living in cars for the past five years, so I'm kind of new to the whole thing. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I say that just because, dude, there's always these comics that go, "I've been living in a car for a month. I've been living in a car for a year." Wah wah wah. Fuck <laughs> up, bro. And then it's like, I go up there and it's like, you know, I've only been doing it for five years, so I speak from limited experience. Because yeah. you know what, dude? The truth is, I don't know for how long I'll have to do this. I don't know that living in a house will bring me closer to honing in on my art. What I do know is that if I maximize my time and my output as it relates to this thing, mm -hmm. and at the same time stay just well enough that it's not long-term problematic, yeah. that's the best ratio to have the most feedback not necessarily have the best outcome but it offers me the most time to reflect on the feedback and make consistent changes to keep developing and i think being this poor makes you so strategic because at all times you're thinking but what's the parking like and what day is it and all these other do things i have enough gas I, to get to this yeah. spot how many days have i been in this spot before they start getting yeah. Iffy, you're questioning me. All yeah. that stuff, huh? So the way I think of it, it's like California, L.A., San Diego, whatever, dude. I'm out here. It's Southern California. It almost feels like anything goes. Like, it's such a free-for-all out here. And the thing is, my experience is, it's sort of an interesting metaphor, because living on the side of the road puts you quite literally in between the world of the house, the houseness, the, the sidewalk, which is your in-between, yep. and then on the other side is the street. Yeah. Where everyone's just coming and going, and there's like, uh, you know what I mean? Everyone yeah. has something on the road that they're going to. So it's just like being in between those two things. Between the people wild. that are stationary, people that are on the move, on the yeah. run. Yeah. It's so wild. That is wild. I never Dude, thought of I that. would love to have a house with a sunken in living room and some jacuzzis and steam rooms and a small airplane. You know, yeah. Don't get me wrong, dude. I feel but you. It's just like, I feel like the amount of money I've been given for my labor hours in every job I've ever had given that I never really tried to move up I always try to hold the basic position or move down because I don't care 
yeah. about this well, thing. I don't want responsibility at people. Starbucks. Like, I'm not trying to be a manager. Right. Yeah, I feel if it's you. the movie or it's a set, absolutely, dude. Because you know why? Together we're building a project and I can see this thing that we're doing. But when I'm at some regular mm. style thing and they're like, we do it this way because it's like, you know what? This is a temporary job and I'm going to be gone tomorrow. So you should save that for <laughs> the next guy. <laughs> yeah, that's, so for you, it's more almost about like maximizing time for your dollar that you can spend or earn and being able to eliminate like distractions and stuff like that because like i imagine you have a lot of time to like yeah like how do you spend your day usually if you don't have work or whatever well yeah yeah but real quick because there's there's value to i don't want to say doing nothing Mm -hmm. but to not giving your time away there's some value there Mm, interesting i agree in like the you don't know what types of things that you'll end up thinking about. Like you don't know what types of things might provide the keys to medicine in the rainforest. You can use the same thought process to justify either, but it doesn't much matter because there's no <laughs> definitive anything. Uh, mm-hmm. What there is is like the idea that you have to put yourself somewhere because there's nowhere for you to go. So it creates this kind of like thing where it's like, well, yeah, I'll just stay in. It's like, uh, do I really want to? They're shopping so loudly at that supermarket. Maybe <laughs> I should go to that open mic just because I don't want to hear the fucking wagons. Smack again. it again. The- you know what I mean? Like, leave the wagon in the parking lot, Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> Smashing them into there with all the others. That's hilarious. Yeah. So, yeah, because it's like... But here's, here's the other, mm-hmm. other thing, dude, is that a lot of it is about... Uh, like staying as safe and healthy as possible and like with the insurance the way it is there's like a rhythm to if you make too much money then you end up being more poor than i am paying for health insurance or if you make too little then you have health insurance but it's the lowest kind and then they don't really care about you and your deductible is fucking sky high and you can only get yeah so it's like yeah there's some benefits to being poor just like there's benefits to being in jail in terms of being healthy but they come at a steep consequence of being engaged in poverty and with yeah. people in poverty is such a it's such a trap because it's such a crazy cycle uh-huh. and i feel like i'm like on the dude what separates me from like truly homeless people is such thin metal walls but they do so thin much. metal walls yeah, yeah. But here's the thing, at any time, bro, I can go somewhere and get a regular style job, and if they were like, what have you been doing? I can just say something like, you know, I come from a lot of money, I was exploring some of the many keys to some medicine. Yeah, yeah. But I don't say that because I'm just trying to have a regular style job, and I really want to be here. You know? Yeah. And none of that's true, dude. I come from a boring-ass middle-class family, but it, it if I tell them the truth, it's kind of threatening. It's kind of like... They're like, what is he doing? Yeah. It's kind of like, but... You know, so if I just, but I don't want a regular job right now because it's just, uh, I don't want to, I don't know, dude. I've done so many jobs and I know none of them are for me that I've done so far. Well, that's good that you at least can admit that. I mean, some people will do a job that's not for them for their whole entire fucking life. You know what I mean? I watched my dad do that, dude. He was a teacher at a prison prison in New York. Yeah. And I just see that, dude, you get so destroyed by doing the things that are not in harmony with your yeah. self. Yeah, like my dad worked in the oil field till he was like fucking 55. Like that's hard work Damn. on an old man by the time, you, you know what I mean? Like 
that's hard manual labor. It's going to beat you down no matter who you are. And it's just like, I saw that and I was like, fuck. And then I, I did have a, a corporate job. I worked at LPL and, you know, had a, a finance gig or whatever. And then I got laid off. And I was like, oh, wow, it's just that simple. Like, they don't give a fuck. It's yeah, just yeah. chop, chop. You're, you're on the block. You know what I mean? And that was my wake-up call. That's when I started doing comedy. That's when I started deciding I wanted to make a podcast. And that's when I started, like, kind of – I've always been interested in it and loved podcasts and loved comedy. And they were my favorite. But I was like, coming from a small town in Kansas, you don't go, you know what? I'm going to be a comedian someday. You don't – that's not something that really ever okay. fucking clicked in my head. It was like – Maybe go to school, hopefully get a job. You know, the, the dreams are small back there. At least they were for me back in the day. Yeah, I've been to small towns where it's like that. I've always had to leave because it's, yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, like 15,000 people. You know, a lot of my good buddies are still chilling there. And they, you know, they, they'll go on vacations and stuff, but they're going to be in Great Bend yeah. for their whole life, probably, which is fine, I guess, but it wasn't for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, it works for some people, but at the same time, if you took those people around the world and then brought them back there it probably wouldn't work for them anymore that's a great point and i think it's a, a poignant point as well so it's like there's privilege and then there's like dude i consider myself i'm a self-marginalized person because that's I, true i experience uh oppression absolutely but i put myself there yeah. and therefore i'm responsible of it but does my, that put pressure on do you feel like yeah that's dude that's the other thing i started doing stand-up comedy too because like i lived in people some people don't know this but i started off in a subaru then i had a minivan now i have a regular size van then i cut the roof off this van and now i can stand it yeah yeah but i did it really well like i sometimes think about the insurance implications but in truth <laughs> it's like it's so safe and it's fine yeah. it's fine that's awesome uh, so you've kind of moved up in in the sense of like started at subaru Work your way up to this van where you kind of have like your own little sink. You, yeah. You have like, because I saw on your Instagram, you have like solar panels that you can put out. And, oh, and yeah, is no, that how you get your energy? Yeah, they're up there. They're just, they just stay up there. Because oh, that's the other thing too is like part of not working all the time or even seeing that as being the answer is that I'm like, well, I have my, like a lot of my needs are met. You know, certainly not all of them, but like my power, dude, my, like my waters. You know, I have to, sometimes I think like, dude. How come I can't tap into the fire hydrant? <laughs> I'm a person. Yeah. What do you know? What a fire has to be set every time somebody needs water. Come on. What <laughs> That's silly. Let me get in that shit. Let like, me get some of this water. It's right yeah. here. Because you start to see like one of the reasons like civilization made the progress they did is because the pressurized water. How brilliant, you know? And you're thinking. Yeah, these the things. plumbing system and all that stuff is. But like, incredible. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a shower. That's that kind of like. And I can like talk about it more, but it's like it's almost fun to build the things that are already oh. in place and have them and know all of their like unlike this apartment where it's like what's behind the walls, where are the studs, and how do I know if I put a screw and I won't hit a wire? It's like, dude, you know where everything is. Yeah, most that's interesting. Yeah, and, but that's also a little bit crazy, but it's also a little bit comforting. And yeah. the thing is, like at having lived in the Subaru, dude, that was like my little coffin. How long was that for? Dude, that was for like two years in a Subaru. And then it was like maybe a year in the van or maybe a little bit longer in either one. And then like this this other van that I have. Gotcha. This one I only got because, dude, somebody crashed into my car, my other car. It was uh, like they rear-ended me. You know, mm -hmm. I, I was doing everything in the right. And yeah, dude, my house and my car are gone. But at the time... 
I was living in my friend's backyard in Malibu in an easy up tent that I converted into a yurt. <laughs> oh, wow. And I was driving like valet, dude, like all these crazy yeah, yeah. cars and then going back to my shitty life. <laughs> Like and but at the same that's, time yeah, it wasn't tough. shitty because it's like they say location location location, I mean the floor is a little bit moldy, and I think there's rats but like this location is great. <laughs> I think there's rats. Yeah, it's funny because I was saying that too. Like, location is important because like if I was a barista, maybe in Great Bend, Kansas, as opposed to a barista in San Diego, that would be a completely different feel. I feel like. Yeah. So, you know, location does matter for sure, but understandable if it's a moldy floor and you got critters crawling around you. That's not exactly something. Well, that wasn't even the either. biggest problem, dude, because I'm combining different places. Once I lived in an abandoned mansion and there, there were rats. And I just was like, I'm going to Was that in play. Malibu? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, uh, that's why, dude. How do you eventually... stumble upon something like that? Well, dude, like, uh, because I went to some kind of. I used to work at a surf shop and I went to like a dinner that was owned by the people who owned the surf shop, like just yeah. up the hill. And somebody wanted a ride home, like an older person wanted a ride back to their house. And also I heard from other people like, you know, they're looking for a handyman. It's not anything weird. They're just looking for help with stuff. But then yeah. you show up and you're like, this person's a hoarder. There's tons of cars on the property. There's pallets and pallets and pallets and pallets of tile. There's horses. The, the horse has a name. There's another person living here. The horse eats carrots. That house is going to fall off the cliff, but that's just the back house. So there's two houses. There's the guy's house, and then there's this other house. And then the question is, do you want to live in this house? <laughs> and then you could work for me. You, the living is free. You don't have to pay me anything. But the working, I'll give you this is what I'll give you. And it was just money as it related to the labor. But then, gotcha. bro, you're moving printing machines that are from like 30 years ago down dirt roads being pulled by a pickup truck. And you're like, this this is never going to work. This, <laughs> in fact, this whole backyard is a metaphor. There's just a scattered bunch of like... Bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> dude. And then you're like, you're going to work. You're going to work. Then there's an auction. And the guy's like, sorry, I have to go to an auction. And you're like, no, you don't. Don't go to the auction. Oh, no. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, then it was just, anyway, like, I lived in an abandoned mansion behind a house. Yeah. And there were rats, so I set up my tent. But oh then at a different time, in a different spot, in the same town, I lived in a backyard in a tent. And the big problem gotcha. there was all of the um, tarp material, it would be windy because it would be close to the sea. Yep. And it was just like a big net for the wind, dude. At night, you just hear like, so you weren't getting a ton of sleep there. Yeah, not really that well. Yeah. And then, well, then my friend ended up, he moved in there. I moved into the room, and he boxed it in with wood. He just built wood, so it went easy up tent to fucking rags around it, to plywood all over it. And then That's he lived wild. there. I lived in the room. And then just one of the roommates, dude, just invasively mediocre, like causing others to do less to make themselves more comfortable with their lack of desire. Which is, you know, to each his own. But that's kind of crazy, though. I must, I must leave, you know. So yeah, I, yeah. And then I finally got the van, and I was like, "Fuck this shit!" And then and I went, you went back to, San to the Diego? van. Yeah. Well, I went back to the van and just like L.A. area for a while, gotcha. but then back. Then I came here, and honestly, I'm happier here. Well, I'm not really that happy, but well, I'm doing better here. Yeah, yeah, doing better relatively speaking. Yeah, because it's tough. Like I said, I can only imagine living in the van. But uh, when I so it's interesting because you said you can get up more here. You can kind of do your own thing. You don't think you could get up more in L.A. or is L.A. just too oh, hard can. to 
to find parking and it's really just one of those things where you're like uh, or is it just like the beast that is LA you're like eh, eh, San it's Diego's all spread nicer. out it's all spread out like yeah. everything's farther away so what happens is you're driving more of the time and a lot of the mics there's certainly some that are free and you're guaranteed a spot but most of them have a lottery style system and this is mostly because there's just so many more people doing it that I would say you know and I'm speaking out of my own experience but I would gamble to say that as a like medium level comedian in that mm -hmm. like whatever that means I don't even know like when you're past the open mic stage when you're on the on the cusp of the end of the open who knows dude but yeah whatever I am as a comedian I was not getting the greatest opportunity for performing there so you it's basically stage time was hard to come by it's harder than you thought even though there are a lot well, of no no because you can get it you can get it but for my system like for driving the van always needing a spot never being able to do a parking garage for the different circumstance that is my life yeah it was more made more effective, sense to, yeah to okay. be down here but i <clears throat> however however now that i understand la a little bit mm -hmm. where the mics are the parking the surf spots well now that i understand once i felt like i had a good grasp on it i felt compelled to leave because then i can check out another city and learn yeah, how that works that's interesting so do you ever find yourself like do you do you ever go and i know you obviously say you don't have a lot of funds so i mean do you ever go camping like up the pacific northwest or anything like that because i did that dude, drive I up the one because you hate I, camping now i hate it dude i have jokes about that oh. too people are like want to go camping i'm like yeah like inside a fucking house on your couch <laughs> And with the refrigerator close by. Yeah, <laughs> like, and the fucking AC cranked up. Yeah, because now, because that's my camping. Whereas to the, the house, wow, it's that's like, fascinating. let's leave this place. And it's like, yeah, okay, whatever Because I do, say, I do like camping. And it's because <laughs> like, I'm fucking in this thing all day, you know. And it's like, that's a, such a nice change of pace. You're out in nature. You get the fresh air. Yeah, yeah. But I'm doing that weird camping where like, dude, because you'll sometimes hear people say, like, there's somebody in there. And then you are like, well, I, why would they do that? Because now they know I am in here and they're forcing me to be silent. Like, what is this behavioral trap really that they're weird, pulling? Yeah. You know? Because if you then um, announce yourself, like, this is not what they want you to do. This yeah. is, they're just making conversation and it happens to be about you, but you don't get to say anything. So move on, you know? And you're in there and you're that's like, weird. well, okay, good morning yeah. too then, you know? Yeah, that's weird to think so of. So it's that social stuff, I think, because that's the stuff that sticks, like, could stick with you, right? Yeah. Do you it's feel like there's kind of... a little bit of a stigma almost around it then? Or do you feel like people, like, generally are pretty accepting and don't care? When I, you mean, mean, like, I mean, I don't like, care. Because the truth but... is, like, if we're going to celebrate private property, we must allow for its limitations in the form of public property. And any act trying to lessen, mm -hmm. like, that which is public is really uh them not and by them i mean like usually it's the private property owner that's saying like you know this is going on in front of my well it's like that curb and that sidewalk is a distinguishing point separating mm -hmm. that which is private and public and i don't really believe in private property i respect its boundaries because i have to much like like in religion where we're told but i think dude a lot of religion and private property like i'll take it as back far back as i think agriculture sort of put a real downward something on on humanity and i think this because like yeah civilization 
and progress, but at the same it, time... It lends itself to greed and some yeah. of the darker things out of... Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Once you were able to settle, to stay in one spot, to collect surplus, you were then able to, and you know, by the same token, explore art and all of these other things. But I don't know if I really buy into that as much because I've always thought as art as something like... Like some people, everyone has to breathe, otherwise they're going to die. This guy has <laughs> to do art too, you know? Yeah, like, I feel you. It's just something he's got to do. We've seen what happens when he doesn't do it, and it's <laughs> bad. Yeah, just let him do that. Just let him do that. Like, so, I don't know. but So that's the thing is that's why, like, dude, I'm not really a fan of the modern world or the things that, at least as it looks from here, mm -hmm. the things that you have to do to get ahead, I feel set everyone back so much farther than it gets you ahead interesting that, like i want to have that small plane in that house and those jacuzzis i was talking about it but i want to do it by creating value and not causing harm and not just yeah interesting i like that at least you, hey you have your own unique philosophy that I, I honestly find it pretty interesting and it's 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 fun to kind of hear you talk about it yeah, I mean, I kind of am annoyed by it because if I didn't have because it, my you can't life play would the be game. easier. Yeah, you can't play the game, really. Yeah, dude, I should just be a dentist and a lawyer and, like, chilling. <laughs> but it's like I have these stupid, stupid dreams. Yeah. Always getting in you. my way, dude. Yeah, I feel you, man. I understand. And it's like, and I know for me, at least, there's all, I, like, I don't know if it's delusions of grandeur or what it is, but I, I do see my, it's like, I want to see myself, you know, succeeding in whether it's podcasting or comedy. And it's like, I know it's going to be a grind. I know I got a long fucking road ahead of me still. Like, you know, I'm, I'm barely, I'm, I'm just learning how to crawl like a year in. And it's, you oh, know yeah, what I mean? Me like, because that's the other thing, dude. Yeah. I'm one year and five months in, I think is yeah. what I've done. And at the same time, like every time I start doing comedy, I just feel like there's more shit I don't know about. Like it's, oh, it's dude. like. Yeah, because you look at it more up close. Yeah, and so do you, do you record all your sets and stuff like that typically? Recently, I have been, and I've been doing videos. Listen back to them and stuff? Oh, yeah, dude. One time, one time I listened back to this thing, and I remember it was at the Go Lounge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was bombing. Yeah, dude. But in the midst of my bombing, I said, yeah, it's all good. I'll come back. And then somebody said, no, don't come back. And then another person said, you don't have to come back. <laughs> and then another other person said, never come back. And I was making a joke about, here's the thing, I was making a joke about September 11th. And I was saying, like, you know, never forget. That's what they say. Yeah. They say, never forget. You know what? That was originally from the Holocaust. Never forget. Like, how can you take one catchphrase and apply it to another? It's disgusting. You, know? <laughs> you shouldn't be able to. Besides, one of them could be like, we'll always remember. You know, it's fine. We'll always remember. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it's like, dude, I think that's really funny. And I think it's funny because it says, like, look how quickly you choose to forget, forget. about yeah, this thing. That's a, I then, think it's like, a smart joke. And then on a broader scale, like, we're, like, why adopt the culture of your oppressor? Like, if oh, this is yeah. what they're telling you, like, why? That's so crazy. And, yeah, it's a small thing. But if that's what they do for this, what about for every? And by they, I just mean, dude, not other people, but the everyone who supports it. Yeah. So these people didn't get it. And this lady was like... Just because you don't even know. That's what she said. And just because people are stupid doesn't mean it's not funny, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> but I, so that night, I just listened to them telling me, never come back. You don't ever have to come back. Don't come back. I must have heard that, like, oh, dude, at least, like, 
40 times or something. Oh, no. But I still slept well, so yeah. it's fine. I mean, I've literally gotten booed off stage, pretty much. Like, I told a joke, and <laughs> it uh, did not land, and apparently it came off as rather offensive, possibly racist, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> they booed me. They were like, boo, the whole crowd, dude. It was, it was horrible. And I still have that set. I've listened to it Damn, once. Damn, that's cool. That's yeah, crazy. It's a, it was a, but it's like what you learn from that is you go, oh, well, I survived it. Yeah. I'm still here. And, you know, at the end of the day, it was it was a valuable learning lesson for me for sure. Yeah. But I don't know. It's crazy. Comedy is uh, it's a wild trip. That's for sure. I, I don't know. Yeah, comedy, dude, it's annoying sometimes. But here's the thing. It's not like I have something else going on. It's not like I'm stopping anything to do this. It's not like I have anything to go back to. So it's like when other people are like, I'm not putting up with this shit. I gotta, it's like, oh, trust me, bro. I, I think those things, but I get to the premise and then realize there is no other thing. So, you know, there's a bathroom here. There is air conditioning. Yeah. There are people talking loud and clapping loud. Trust, dude, the clapping. Oh my fucking God. Shut up. Like I, this is where I realized too, that it's like, dude, maybe in the end, comedy isn't my ultimate goal. Maybe it's another form of storytelling. Because, mm-hmm. they, to be quite honest, I hate clapping. I hate all the things they yell. Even the laughter. It's like, could you keep oh, it down? Oh, I love laughter. Could you keep it down? It's, it's my so favorite. loud. It's like, to me, I just, I'm a man of solitude. I don't like loud noises. I oh, don't that's like, tough living like, with the thin like, walls. Well, yeah, and that's, here's the other thing, too. It's like, they're always doing work on their grass, cutting down trees, <laughs> mowing the lawn. Shut the fuck up out there. <laughs> I'm like banging on the wall, dude. There's like, is Shut someone trapped in there? Up. It's like, no, turn off your lawnmower, bitch. Like, <laughs> dude, that's I get funny. so, and then, because then that bleeds over into my regular life, much like the camping yeah. to me is living in an apartment. Yeah. It's like, oh, God, would you just laugh quietly? Like, do what you're doing, but like, less loud. <laughs> and I, yeah, so yeah, then yeah. it's like, dude, like, well, maybe voiceover, maybe movie. But at the same time, what matters, I think, is like staying true to the stories that you want to tell. And I guess. And it's a process, even if you're doing the comedy. Like, yeah. it's still helping push forward kind of your, your agenda one way or another in my mind, right? Because you're creating, you're doing something. You're at least like using your mind to make something, you know? Oh, fully, fully. And that's why even like I'll just do Instagram, like, just for fun. That's just like junk food for me in the way of like. Uh, creating stories that are hopefully entertaining yeah. and still speak to the comedy and the van. Yeah. But at the same time, it's junk food because it's very simple and there's not layers yeah, that you can edit other than what you do in live time gotcha. and capture. Yeah, my Instagram is mainly just me trying to promote the podcast. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. But, but uh, and you know, some pictures here and there, but I try to make some funny stories and whatever occasionally if I think of something funny. But other than that, I don't know. I'm not very good at the whole social media thing, really. But yeah, you're going to the mic tonight, though. Yes, sir. Oh, cool, so cool. we'll probably we got about 40 minutes there, so I think we'll wrap it up. Uh, Jason, thank you for stopping by, man. Oh, I really I appreciate it. I wasn't saying that because oh. of the mic, though. I was just oh, okay. more, I, I was just I'm totally chilling. Like I, I have no oh, words to go unless that's the right time to end. But I was yeah. We're I about. Asking, I usually end it, but you go ahead if you have some more you want to say. No, please. that's the thing. I didn't even have any other things. I mean, I could. I guess I was just gonna say that it was really cool to do this because unlike comedy where this is like long form yeah there's so many other thoughts that have a, a, like a unwound and i'm just excited that after this we get to go do some stand-up like yeah that's absolutely really cool. that's the plan that's why i try to this is a new thing i've been trying to do 
like I'll probably release this conversation like a couple weeks from now because I do like com- like a joint conversation and then the next week I just do a solo cast and then a joint conversation. Oh, cool. So I kind of go back and forth right now. Nice. But uh, yeah, that's a new thing as I'm doing. I'm having comics come over before the mic, so it's like hit the podcast, we chat, kind of get flowing, get comfortable, have that fun, you know, little vibe, and then walk on down to Winston's and fucking hit the open mic. Oh, that's oh so awesome that we could walk because yes. as, oh man, dude, uh, I'm sorry I said oh man, dude, this is a real issue, and <laughs> I wish that I hadn't said that. But maybe if I say other things clearly and distinguish people with me. Uh, I really like the idea of walking because as somebody who always drives and as somebody who's the chief responsibility... I walk everywhere. Yeah. Like if I was issued a van and someone else was in charge of my life, they would say, your chief responsibility is to drive and park. <laughs> so like I really, really, really love when I don't have to drive or park. I love that, yeah. Well, you don't have to tonight, brother. We just, we'll go hit up the mic though, but thank you, Jason, for stopping cool, by. Yeah. It, was, it was fun. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. Of course. Later, people. You said we should look out further I guess it wouldn't hurt us We don't have to be around all these coffee shops Now we got that percolator Never made a latte greater I'm saving $23 a week Drive to a house in Preston. We see police arresting a man with his hand in a bag. How's that for first impressions? This place seems depressing. It's a Californian bungalow in a cul de sac. Got a lovely garden, a garage for two cars to park in, or a lot of room for storage if you've just got one. And it's going pretty cheap, you say. Well, it's a deceased estate. Aren't the press metal ceilings great? There you have it, folks. The 37th episode of the Millennial Manchild Podcast is done. Finito. Mwah. I love it. Thank you to Jason for stopping by and chatting with me. I had a great time. Much appreciated to him. And thank all of you, beautiful motherfuckers, for listening to the podcast. It is much appreciated, fools. I know I say it a lot, but I do appreciate ya. I appreciate ya. Thank you. So yeah, um, besides that, We're just going to keep the outro short today. It was a long one, and uh, the kids got work. So I'm trying to to Frankenstein this episode together, splice it together, and then head out the door. And then I'm working for the rest of the night. That's all we do here. That's all all of us do. That's America, I guess. That's the new American dream. You know, it's uh, just work until you're fucking, you can see the bones in your fingers and your feet fall off and turn into nubs that's that's the new dream so that's what i'm a part of right now i'm working real hard to live that american dream we out here folks we out here um but i haven't really had a chance to watch anything new so i ain't got nothing for you i can't recommend hey go watch this go watch that because i haven't watched any new shit lately i've been too busy ah 
I do plan on going to see Hereditary tomorrow with my brother. Super excited about that. Been looking forward to go see this movie for like two or three weeks now. It just hasn't worked out because guess what? Oh, oh, I'm busy. I'm, I'm, I'm busy. Yeah, so looking forward to going and watching a movie, not thinking about a damn thing. Probably going to eat a whole bag of gummy worms, give myself a bellyache, and then, oh, you know, I'll be happy. So looking forward to that. But yeah, no, no recommendations. We'll just hit you with the music here and then let you be on your merry way, and I hope you have a wonderful week. But yeah, the music in today's episode, in order, is I Love It by Cheat Codes, Depression by Courtney Barnett, and For the Team by Prelo. So thanks for listening, folks. You're the best. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And until next time, man-child, out. said I'll be Okay, you know.